Welcome to Tay Talks. My name is Taylor, otherwise known as Tay to my friends. So before I get into uh, introducing my guests and talking about uh, this episode, I wanted to just give a little background information about myself and my own experience with religion and with faith and with God. So I do talk about this later on, but I was raised in a Lutheran Catholic household. I was baptized Catholic. I went to Lutheran school in my primary years from elementary school to the end of fourth grade. And then I went to Catholic school from fifth grade through 12th grade. So I talk about my experiences, um, one of them being uh, the trauma that I've experienced. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that I've endured a lot of trauma. um, And I often talk a lot about death. Growing up, I experienced a lot of death. I had close, very close family members that were dying suddenly around me, grandparents, cousins, um, just very traumatic. Um, Then I had, you know, family friends and then some of my classmates, their parents. And that was a lot. And as I started to go um, to, into middle school, there was, you know, there was a lot more deaths. There was suicide. There was um, traumatic experience that I never really fully processed. Um, and I didn't process that until college. And I, I went through a period of time where I was questioning God, questioning my faith. How could bad things happen? Why were bad things happening? And I couldn't understand why, right? And it wasn't until I went to therapy where I I talked about it for the first time ever. I talked about death. I talked about the grief. I talked about all the things I couldn't process. And uh, my therapist at the time was very uh, religious. She was very in touch with her faith. And she taught taught me and told me like I can't question God, right? And and I said, yeah, that makes sense, you know, um, whatever. But I I wasn't I wasn't fully understanding it, and so we you know went through a series of sessions, and finally ended up talking about and and acknowledging that you know a big part of it was I wasn't living my life, right? I was still living in the dark. I wasn't living my best life, and that is what those people that were so close to me would have wanted. They would have wanted me to live. And so from that moment on, I decided to live. I lived my life for me and I continue to live my life for me. So that's just one snippet of um, the episode. I go into further with my uh, my guests and um, she shares her experience. Um, and you can kind of hear the, the different beliefs, right? You can hear the different beliefs in regards to asking why bad things happen or how come bad things happen or like why me right so for me my experience has to do with my religion has to do with my faith right whereas for my guests and she talks about how oftentimes society paints this picture of god faith religion being so good right and that's not necessarily the case sometimes you have bad days sometimes there's ups and downs it's not a perfect world um, and so she goes into more discussion and she actually um, goes into correcting me a little bit about what I had to share. So you'll hear the different dynamics, which is interesting to reflect on. Um, another thing I talked about briefly was my experience in high school definitely shaped my my religion, shaped my belief in faith. I took a course my junior year and I'm very grateful for my high school for allowing me to take this course. Um, It's a theology course. I believe it was called 
world religions or world theology, I forget, but something like that. And you learn about the different cultures and religions of the world. We learned about Hinduism, Buddhism, um, so many different things. And it, it was a unique experience because I never would have been able to been exposed to those cultures and those religions if I didn't take this course. And it's actually through that course where I started questioning um, the Catholic faith. I thought, started questioning my Catholic faith. I started questioning Catholicism, questioning the church. And I think that's exactly the purpose of that course. I truly think it is. And so my um, guests and I talk a little bit about that. And I talk about how a lot of the times, often some Catholics, including myself, have a moment where they no longer agree with the church, right? Have a, no, uh, a moment where they're no longer interested in Catholicism. Maybe they're converting. Maybe they, um, you know, pursue to become an atheist. Like so many different experiences. And I think that's what the beauty of religion is, right? It's so versatile. So I go into that a little bit and I actually share a personal experience of my mom who also took that same course I did my junior year and she wanted um, to convert to Judaism. And um, she, to this day, will still talk about that experience. And it's actually very, it's very cool to hear and, and how invested she was in, in the religion and the culture. Um, it, it's, it's unique. And I, and I, I, I love hearing that story. Um, I also shared how some of my classmates went through a period and where they became atheists. And that was such a, a, I don't like using the word crazy, but it was just a wild experience. And to to no longer feel a part of your religion anymore, to just want to disassociate from religion. And so that was like, I shared a little bit about that. And I talk about how, you know, Catholicism, it, it's, there's a whole different, you know, a lot of different teachings. And I know as a Lutheran, um, you know, student, when I was a Lutheran student, I went to Catholic school. It was a big shock. It was a change. Yes, there were a lot of things that were similar, but there was also a lot of things that were different. And um, again, that's what makes my experience unique. Uh, so then we talk a little bit more just about overall relationship with faith. Um, I'm a big believer in prayer. Um, I have more of a spiritual holistic um, type of background, I guess I would say. I'm not someone that goes to the church often. I um, I go, you know, during holidays, uh, you know, special circumstances, um, during, you know, death, uh, traumatic events, etc. Um, but I don't go to church weekly. I do, in my first year of college, I tried, I really did, I tried, um, and I went after I had a traumatic event happen to me, um, and I went, but I, I don't, I personally just don't believe that you can, you don't necessarily need to be in church to feel the presence of faith, the higher power, higher being, whatever, um, and so for me, my again, my relationship with God, my relationship with my faith is very just, it's up and down, It, it goes in cycles, I'm a big, Believer of prayer, as you all know, manifestation, speaking things out into the universe. Um, I'm not as invested in scripture and in songs. Like I, you can ask me, I wouldn't even know. Um, I'd like to learn more, but it just doesn't speak to me the same way prayer does. Um, and I think that prayer for me is like manifestation, right? It's speaking things out and the tongue is so very powerful and I'm a big believer in that. So you'll hear kind of differences of of upbringing and religion as well. Um, my parents both, you know, went to my mom went to Catholic school her entire life and, you know, I was an altar server, etc. And so she was very involved in the Catholic Church. And my dad's parents, my grandparents are very involved in their church. And so was my dad. And so I feel my my parents raised me. Um, I guess to kind of make the own choice for myself. There wasn't a pressure to be so heavily involved in religion. And, I, and I'm grateful for that because I've been able to set the path for myself. And like I said, prayer is a big component for me. Um, not so much like singing and, and you know, the word. I, I do appreciate like just talking with pastors and, and just getting their take on it. 
Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give like a little rundown and also just kind of give everyone a heads up of what we're going to be talking about so that you're aware and, and allow this to be a reflective moment because that's really what it was for me. And recognize that we all have different religious experiences, just like we all have different experiences. And each experience is valid. Each experience is unique. And each experience is powerful. And so if you have anything you'd like to share, you'd like to share your testimony, you'd like to share your experience, please, as always, feel free to message me at Tay Talks on Instagram. Reach out to me via email. Uh, any of the podcast platforms, leave a comment. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And without further ado, we will begin. Hi, everyone. I have my longtime friend from, uh, we went to the same middle school slash high school, and I have Ray here, and we're going to talk about today faith and our relationship with God and just overall religion um, and how that has influenced us and has navigated us through the journey called life. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Ray. <laughs> well, thank you, Taylor. Um, yes, so my name is Ray, uh, or Ray Janae, and I go by Ray, and currently you know, what I do for occupation is I'm a human resource and communication assistant. So I deal with a group of diversity of people. Um, basically, I'm the Jill of all trades <laughs> underneath that title. And was it a fun fact? Uh, one fun fact about me is that I love marine biology and my favorite shark is the whale shark. So that's my fun fact. Nice. Thank you. Uh, so let's get right into it. So faith and just uh, overall religion is a very complex topic. Um, and I kind of want to just ask you, like, how did you navigate your faith and your religion? And have you had any ups and downs? Um, have you had moments where you lost faith, where you've maybe, you know, took a step away from religion, um, from your relationship with God? Or has it always been a big factor um, in your life? Well, I grew up, my upbringing was Lutheran and, you know, the typical West Indian home. I think most people can understand that it was an obligation to go on church on Sunday and it wasn't really necessarily a choice. So while I did have the idea of that religion and the relationship with Christ in my life, to, within my everyday routine or Sunday routine, I can't fully say or full heartedly say that I had a relationship with God or knew my religion of Lutheran, the dom domination of being a Lutheran, um, really instilled within me. And yes, I did, you know, the christening, I got baptized, like any kind of basically coming of age within the religion practice, I did. But I think because of you know this whole thing where you're gonna believe in Christ like this is just a part of like who we are I didn't be I wasn't able to fully develop a relationship with Christ until I well until Christ found me in, in all honesty because um, before I was doing like this whole act of spirituality you know going to psychics and doing the whole tarot cards and candle lightings and all that stuff and one day God you know, I'm very blessed that God found me and basically told me to just follow, to follow Christ. And it was the most peaceful voice. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was so beautiful. So with conviction, but very gentle, you know, and with that, I think within my new or my new life with Christ, I was able to really develop a real, true relationship with who I believe God is. Awesome. Um, and where do you see this like path, this relationship going? We talk about how God found you. Um, has that played a role into your um, doing now, like on your spiritual journey or your self love journey or um, faith journey? Like, is that? Do you feel like 
your relationship with God has helped you uh, maybe achieve the goals that you want in life or um, you know, a lot of people, if there's something bad that happens, right, they lean on faith, they lean on, lead on, um, on prayer. And so has any of those things like in your life have helped navigate your relationship um, with God or has it not really been that? Yes. Yeah, so my relationship with Christ is very interesting because I feel like, you know, people paint this picture of God being like this strict person and it's like if you sin you're going to hell and I'm just like you know I wish that stigma was kind of over with because that's not the God that I know and I really love how you asked like whether my praying uh and you know what new ways have I discovered to reach my goals with my new relationship with Christ how's that been going and it's been going really well I won't say the journey is easy because it's not but I do find myself praying more. I do find myself, you know, going to the Bible and meditating on Bible verses. And honestly, I'm not the one who's doing it. Like sometimes, um, you know, the Holy Spirit just comes to me. Um, sometimes God speaks to me through other people. And it just really depends on like how God leads me. And I, you know, I wish I had an answer of saying, I know this is God because he talks to all his children differently. Um, cause he knows all my love languages and he knows all your love languages. Right. So I can't say specifically, this is how God works. Boom, 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 boom. I know how God works because I know how he answers to me because he knows me so personally that when he, when he sends me signs or when I'm able to listen to sometimes, cause I don't be listening all the time. I'm not going to hold you, but when he tells me what to do, I'm able to listen and know it's from him, you know? And I, it, it did help me because as you know, I'm creating this mentorship and with that mentorship, I'm like, okay, how can I bring God into this? A lot of times because we have what I love to call the OGs who are teaching our generation about religion, they kind of keep us in this box of just do what, you know, what you're, what you're told, don't eat meat, don't have tattoos. I got like two, you know, and it's like, yeah, the Bible says that, but that's not all the Bible says. And I feel like a lot of times people pick and choose how they want to manipulate the Bible. So that's why it's also important to read the Bible for yourself. So then you can reach your goal. Cause sometimes you might be aiming for a goal that God's like, uh, I have better goals for you. You know, I have better plans like Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, he says, you know, somewhere along the lines, he says, you know, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. And you're so, we might be so set on our, our own goals and God's trying to steer us in a different direction. But yes, having this newfound relationship with Christ has definitely caused me to become better on how I want to make decisions. I'm still working on this, but I now know that I respond versus then react. And I try to keep my emotions at bayside. Meaning like I give it to, I acknowledge and maybe experience anxiety or I may be experiencing um, anger or whatever emotion that may arise. But then I understand that I'll give it to the Lord eventually. It doesn't happen all the time, but I'll give it to the Lord and say, you know, God, I will wait for you to see this through. And sometimes I had to, you had to face it. Sometimes, again, God might be like, I'm trying to break this. I don't want you to meet this goal because I want you to do this, this, and this. And those disappointments and those emotions that arise when God, you're not, not aligned with God, just for the lack of better words, those hurt too, you know? So it, it really, you really have to continue. You can't give up. You just have to keep striving and keep understanding an in-depth relationship of what God wants you to do and what goals that, you know, make sure your goals align with what he has planned for you, which is not easy. I hope I answered your question. I wasn't sure. I think I went on a tangent a little bit. It's great. No, it's a great, I was writing some things down that I want to circle back to. Um, one of those being talking about, um, you know, growing up in a, a Catholic school and going to Catholic church, um, how oftentimes, and I definitely can say my friends from high school, um, they, um, 
they either became atheists or um, they, you know, began a transition following a new, another religion. Um, and for me, I went, you know, as you know, I went to Catholic school. I was uh, baptized Catholic, but my um, father's side is Lutheran, my mother's side is Catholic. Um, I went to Catholic school for eight years, and it never, I think, truly, my junior year was when I started following a different type of path. Um, and I, I laughed when you said that because I definitely know friends. Um, like I said, like, I mean, to this day, like, they no longer practice religion. They no longer have a relationship with God. And, and that is, you know, that's your decision. But I do feel like in high school, the, I was definitely influenced by, by that, to make that transition, to make that change. And so much so, my mom went to the same high school as us. And during her junior year as well, she wanted to convert to um, Judaism. And she wanted to, you know, follow and practice. And you know, she was very invested. Um, Rabbi Dan was her um, her teacher, and just really just had a more uh, a better connection. And so I'm excited to hear more about your mentorship program and and how that uh, fosters. Because I do think it's great to have a, someone else who is more well-versed well in uh, this topic of faith. I think like for me, at least having you when I'm feeling down or when I need just a good word, right? You're able to just, you know, send me a scripture um, or send me some encouraging words from your group or whatever the case is. So I think that that mentorship program, a lot of people will need it and, and know that it's okay to have an up and down relationship with God. It's okay to, to you know, you pray for something and just like you said, maybe God didn't want you to have that because he sees that the, the purpose is a lot greater, right? That there's something better that, um, you know, and, or like I, I think for me, I think I definitely lost my faith um, when bad things were happening to me or bad things around me were happening. And I was like, well, how can God love me so much? Right. But all this bad stuff is happening or, how when I have a good day and then suddenly like boom something bad happens right and one I've always learned like you can't question God but two it's natural right because we don't know what God has planned for us so if God is putting this you know I call it this big rock being thrown into the road right like maybe that's teaching me something that I haven't developed yet um well can you do you mind if I if I continue to interrupt you I want to be careful with this. I, I hear what you're saying, but I want to be careful with it because a lot of times, you know, it resonates with me when you said, when I was going through something bad, I was upset with God initially, right? Yeah. And, I, and I'm not one to blame, but I feel because of this social norm teaching yeah. of Christ is so good, Christ is like, um, and he is good, and Christ is going to fix everything. They don't give you the reality of how in what my my relationship with Christ and how God works, right. because in situations, sometimes again, I don't know. This is very broad. When things bad are happening, that's not ordained by God. Right. Um, and I don't want that to be confused, because a lot of bad things happen at church. Um, for instance, and this, this is a trigger warning, trigger warning for those who are listening, but sexual assault happens at church, rape happens at church. A lot of things happen at church that are bad, and that is not due to Christ. And I think that gets brushed away because, or brushed under the rug, because everyone paints this picture of, like, if you're with Christ, nothing bad's going to happen to you. No. God, yes, God can, you know, God is so powerful that he can save you from those bad situations and et cetera. But I think when we go out into this world, it would be more beneficial if they, if they teach us in a way that God is with you when, even when bad things are happening. God is with you when great things are happening. God tries to speak to you so you won't unfortunately fall into these bad things and sometimes because of things 
human, the way evil is set up, unfortunately it does happen, but that's not ordained or by God. And I feel like because we still have this, you know, this general generalization of, well, God knows your plan. I mean, it's in the Bible. I know every, you know, he knows all the days of your life. He knows all what's going to happen, but God also gives us free will. And in most cases, in those times where, you know, things are really dramatic or not dramatic, it's a lack of a better word, or things are really bad, there were other people in place who were supposed to be there to protect us. Where were they? You know, because God does send people to help you. God always sends, um, in times of temptation, he always sends a way out. So I think, and then sometimes if it's, you know, again, the situation varies. But I think when you when you talk about the obstacles or the tests, because I do believe that we do go through certain things for growth in areas in regards to, you know, t- you know, practicing our faith, practicing trust in God. I just don't believe things that really traumatize us or cause us great affliction or triggering things like that is ordained by God because God's test he says his burden is light you know or his yoke is light and he won't give you anything that you couldn't bear and if it's too much that's when you have to hand it to God because things that happen to us that are bad it's not from God not like that not something that's gonna traumatize your life or you know, cause your spirit to be uneasy. Because God, he's peace. God is love and love holds no wrongs, no condemnation. It, it, it doesn't punish. Now discipline, punish and discipline are two different things. And a lot of times I think because of different upbringings, most of us may not know that we were being punished underneath this disguise of discipline. But discipline is way different because this discipline doesn't inflict pain discipline just says hey you did this way which was wrong and i need you to do this this and this which is why it's right you know and i can give you an example um over the summer i told you i don't be listening sometimes over the summer i didn't listen to god and i, I made the wrong choice despite everything in my being Girl, I was getting what I call heart flutters. I was getting heart flutters. I was having anxiety, but you know, summer, so I was like, I'm gonna do it. You know what I saw me. But I made this decision, and girl, like, God solved it. And I felt disappointed because the way God turned it around, the person, because I was wrong, it was in regards to work. That's why I'm not really touching too much on it. And the person who, you know, there's a Bible verse that says, you know, I'll show you, it kind of, I to interpret it as I'll show you your wicked ways and lead you on the right path of righteousness. So the person who ended up disciplining me, in, you know, in God's way, was so kind and so humbling that I felt so disappointed that I just disappointed God by not listening to him. You know that discipline when your parents don't even yell at you? They're just like, they're like, I still love you, but this is, you. what you did was wrong, but I still love you. And you're like, damn, I'd rather you just yell at me. Um, <laughs> and that's what I felt. I felt sad for disappointing, or not disappointing, but I felt sad for disobeying God. And his discipline was so nice, was that the person who could have yelled at me or could have been like, you're da 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 they just taught me why I should have did the way God told me you should do in the first place. So um, in that whole long, long-winded answer, I just wanted to be mindful that when we do experience bad things in our lives, it's don't confuse that with God's obstacles for you to strengthen your faith and your love in him and your hope in, or them, because we don't know, you know, God's gender neutral, everybody, but don't confuse that with the obstacles God sends to strengthen you because it won't disturb your spirit and it won't leave you traumatized and et cetera. So I hope I answered that well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned about trust and trusting your faith 
um, touch a little bit more on that? So I'm, I'm still having struggle with this, honestly, and I think it's due to um, some past traumas that I've occurred, you know, experienced myself. But I, I wish, you know, the church, and I'm speaking generally, would touch on the Holy Spirit. So if you, so as a Lutheran, I believe there's a God, a creator of heaven and earth, um, his son, Jesus Christ. And once Jesus left the earth, he said he was going to send the Holy Spirit. So the Trinity, um, according to my religion practices or, you know, my personal beliefs, turn, uh, the Holy Spirit, that's your CIA agent, okay? You know that one girlfriend you can use to, you, you want to check up on that one guy, but you got to get her, you got to call her to do the snooping around? That's, that's the Holy Spirit, okay? The Holy Spirit will tell you information, car facts. You know, you ever just seen someone and you just like, this is my first and last time seeing you. I know that for sure. Like, this is my first and last time. Just that's the Holy Spirit telling you, Mm-mm, don't fool with them. Don't fool with them. Something not right, something not right. And, you know, and it's also, you know, some people have that gift of spiritual discernment. Anyway, so when it comes to trusting myself, this is my practice of trusting what the Holy Spirit tells me. Um, again, sometimes I'm not really, I'm really blunt. So I still got to work on myself, but if someone comes to me or I'm, I'm around someone and I'm not really feeling what they call the energy or the vibes, and with it. So the way I practice it now, cause I'm fine with not the whole people situation. That's kind of easy for me now a little bit. Where I have to trust the Holy Spirit is in decisions like, the example I gave you, like, why should I make this decision? I'm going to make this decision. Um, and it comes with life goals. You know, again, echoing what I said earlier, like, I really wanted to do this, but God keeps telling me to do something else. I'm like, why? Like, this is my goal. This is awesome for me, you know? And I think with that trust, I find it difficult because it's like, in my past, and this is where you had to forgive yourself too, I did things lying to myself thinking this would be God. Or, because um, you have to be careful about what you've done for yourself too. Like we talk about self-forgiveness and we talk about, you know, making sure that you're, you're leading yourself in the right things. And before I found, well, Christ found me, I, I wasn't making the right decisions for myself. And I was going to parties I shouldn't have gone to. I was hanging out with the people that my CIA agent, AKA the Holy Spirit was telling me not to hang out with. And now it's like, I'm having trouble trusting myself because I always went against what the Holy Spirit would tell me. Um, so that's where I find trouble, but it's also really beautiful when I, when I know the Holy Spirit is there. Um, Cause you know, God would never leave you nor forsake you. So for instance, sometimes I think it was one in one of those moments where I was just within my anxiety episode, I guess, for lack of better words. And you know, when I on my way to work, I'm kind of gung-ho. Like I go to A, get there B, then you know, A and B, A and B, one mind. And I was just so upset with uh, a decision I made or something like that. And I'm like, God, like just show me a sign that you're still here. Show me a sign that you're still here. And I'm walking across the street. And something told me, like, you should, usually I just kind of walk. Uh, but, you know, I'm a New Yorker, so those red, those, head, those red hands don't mean nothing to me. I don't walk. And something told me, okay, but a car, like, a car's coming. And I stopped, and a car, was, a car was early coming. And I was like, okay, thank you, God. I know you're still with me. Like, that was God's sign. And be like, yeah, I'm still here, and I'll pay attention you know? And I think a lot of times too, in regards to going back to trust and because I have these um, abandonment or anxiety issues, I think, well, because I did something wrong and I purposely didn't listen to God, like maybe he's not, he's going to leave me or this relationship is going to end. And that's not true, you know? And I feel like a lot of ways it's up to the parents or, you know, whatever legal guardian or whoever you're surrounded by to really stop punishing their children and stop punishing us 
if we do wrong. Usually, you know, when someone do wrong, you get the silent treatment or um, whatever other form of punishment is. And that is a reflection of what we think, because we're human, right? So we think, oh, well, my parents did this to me or my family did this to me or my friends did this to me. Um, maybe God thinks this way too. Because that's the only example that we have, but God doesn't have our thoughts. His train of thought is different from us. His way of thinking is different from us. His love is different from us or there, because again, God's gender neutral, but I refer to God as he. And you have to trust that God will always be there. And you have to ease up on, well, I had to ease up on this whole idea of being disciplined or punished or God not like, God liking me any less than I am now. Because bad, good, in between, God still loves me. And this is where I'm able to reiterate, like I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That even through my trauma and, and before and after, God still loved me. Me, a sinner like me. You know, when Jesus died, he didn't go to heaven first. He ascended, he descended to hell and then on the third day rose to heaven. So from top to bottom, God loves me, all of me. And I don't need to question that anymore. And of course, there's going to be times where I question it. Should I might question it after this? Ooh, sorry. I might question it after this Zoom call. But when you keep practicing and you get those obstacles or those jungle gems God sends you to practice your faith, practice your love, practice your hope in him, that becomes stronger and stronger. Now, I'm not saying you're going to become invincible because there's some days where you're going to be like, I don't got no money. I'm not sure if I have a roof over my head. You know, all these things are going to pile up on you and you're going to be left to question God. And that's the moment to practice. Yeah, God, I'm going to wait for you to see this through. You know, so I'm sorry for the long-winded <laughs> answers. I hope I answered them. I'm just like chatting at this point. It's really interesting. Um, you mentioned, and I know this based off of our own discussion, that you talk a lot to God, you know, with God, and you mentioned that even just when you were you know, commuting to work, you, you had a moment with God. Um, what piece of advice would you share to those who may not talk to God often and, and want to, and kind of how do you, how do you go about it? I think society teaches us, right, that there's a specific way that you have to pray. There's a specific way that you have to communicate with God, worship God, right? It's either going to, you know, going to church, being physically there, but in reality, you don't need to be in a church to be with God. And as we can see right now, right, with um, COVID-19 and being in quarantine and lockdown, many churches are not open, right? Many people are their churches have to go virtual, or maybe they don't even have the resources to be virtual, but people are still using their relationship with God through other means. So how would you, um, what kind of advice would you give to folks who are looking to, to have that conversation with God, but not necessarily know how to start, where to start? Yeah, so that's an excellent question. Let me tell you something. God is not confined by man-made walls, okay? No church, no building, no altar, no sanctuary is only where is the only place you can find God. That's not true. God is bigger than the churches. God is bigger than this earth. God is bigger than me. God is bigger than all of this. Zoom, internet, whatever way. If there is no way, there's only passages about it. That God can't, God cannot be confined in the church. He's bigger than that. God dwells in us. He, he never leaves us nor forsakes us. God is closer than the skin on our body. So if you want to talk to God, y'all just talk to God. Now, personally, I like to put a stamp on it, a little bit of two, and then, you know, in Jesus Christ, amen. We'll send it off to heaven. But anything could be a prayer. Jesus wept is a prayer, you know, anything. Now, I feel like, and then, you know, Catholics too, we, we look at the Bible verses or the chapters in Matthew and Luke where it teaches us our Father. And literally in the verse, it says, Lord, teach us to pray. Then he says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, you know, etc. cetera. That kingdom come, that will be done. But 
that's not the only prayer. And sometimes, sometimes even a conversation with God doesn't even necessarily have to be a prayer. It could just be like, God, you know, let me, let me talk to you about my day. And I feel like a lot of people, we, sometimes we, we're stuck in this routine. Uh, gotta wake up, we gotta pray, gotta do this, gotta pray. And yes, it's nice. And it's up to the individual whether, what they want to do. I personally get up, I love to pray in the morning. When I go to bed, I like to pray. But sometimes I'm in my cubicle like, Lord, send your Holy Spirit, because this one co-worker working on my last nerve. I may forget to say in Jesus' name, but I know God still hears me, you know? And it reminds me of the passage where God talks about, you know, having 99 sheep and looking out for the one. You know, so if you believe you're the one, if you believe that you have, you, you know, God, you're looking for God to be there for you, to find you, He's already there, or they're already there. God is always with you. Just talk. You know, I gotta say, oh, my name is this. God knows who you are. Go to him. Hey, you know, I wanna dust this mic off. I haven't talked to you in a while. (laughs) Just talk. Like, it could be any conversation. God is your best friend. It's up to the individual whether you wanna tap into it. And there's no right or wrong way. But if you're afraid, you know, I can definitely help and say, you know, normally what I would do is say is Heavenly Father, you know, and then you, your body is your own body, wherever you got to talk to God about. And then just say in Jesus' name, amen. Or amen. But I like to stamp it with Jesus, so I don't go directly to Jesus. But there's no right or wrong way to pray, okay? And I don't think you there should be there's no science to being perfect for god because if we was perfect god wouldn't have nothing to do be up bored up there and his angels won't have nothing to do too they're just gonna be bored so there's no right or wrong way to pray you pray how you want to pray and if you feel like now the real question is how quick is god gonna answer because sometimes I'm praying and, and the Lord will send it the, the next second. And other times I'm still waiting for my answer to be <laughs> my prayers to be answered. So that's up to you and the Lord, okay? Now that I I'm still struggling with that. You know, everybody's still gonna struggle with that. Sometimes he answers you quick, sometimes he sends a friend, sometimes he hasn't answered you yet. But that doesn't mean that should discourage you stop talking to God. I think you should continue talking to God. Um, now, I do want to go back because, you know, you say, I think earlier you brought up, like, sometimes you may be, ang- some people may be angry against God, and I definitely had some rough conversations um, on my end where I'm like, and then please, I don't condone this. If this is your first conversation, please don't be cussing at God. But there were times where I would literally throw in the towel, be so upset, be rage, anger, talking to, talking like from the side of my neck, like I don't got no common sense. And I had to, um, well, I shouldn't say I had to, but then I opened the Bible. Again, this is the Holy Spirit leading me, you know? I open the Bible or sometimes I'll, you'll text me something or someone else will text me something or a friend will arise, something, right? And it will eventually lead me to a passage. And when I was so angry, so the first time I was angry, God sent peace. I was peace, and he, he, he like, tossed him back in the towel. Most recently, when I was angry, I was, um, I think, was it Luke? I don't know. Sorry, I should have remembered this. But one of the passages talks about a, Bible, a biblical character named Hannah. And Hannah, Eli sees her, and Hannah's like, you know, just praying, just praying. And Eli's like, God, this girl going crazy. I'm, I'm translating my own way. God, is this girl going crazy? And finally, Hannah's done praying, right? She's like, no, I'm not going crazy. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm vexed. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious, so I'm praying, right? And then Eli says to her, don't worry. Again, in my own words, don't worry. God's going to solve it for you. And that I promise you, like night, a night before, or maybe two nights before, I was so angered, vexed, just like Hannah, in anxiousness. 
And I was like, damn, like, what is, what's going to happen? And God was like, I'm going to solve it for you. There was no punishment. There was no discipline. It was just words of encouragement to hang on. I'm solving this for you. Sometimes, some of y'all may be in your waiting period and y'all don't even know. God is setting you up for your blessing and you don't even know. You have to be mindful of what you're prioritizing in your life. You have to be mindful of who, who's around you and what, where's your focus going. Because when you allow the enemies to distract you, you don't see how big God is. If my head is constantly to the ground and I'm looking at the, the worms that pass by, am I going to be able to see how big God is if I don't look up? You know, if I don't look forward, if I don't put on my helmet of salvation, my breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the source of peace, the power of prayer on my tongue, you know? Um, and again, it's not easy, but focus. God has you. Even if there's chaos going around you, you will be fine. Don't worry about the other people because they're, they're, they might be God's children too. And I say Mike because not everybody's got children the same. It's like an exclusive club sometimes. Everybody's welcome, but not everybody gives their life to God. I mean, and that's the truth. But um, focus. And sometimes your focus might be just stand still. Stand still and know that God is God. So, again, another long-winded question, but. No, you're good. Um, so it's very evident and clear that your, you know, relationship with God is, is a big part of you, a big part of who you are, um, plays a huge you know, role in your life. So has that relationship helped you or influenced self-love and self-care? Um, and if so, how? Yes, I think when, again, because God is love, you learn how to love yourself, right? Now I still need help in some areas. I'm still targeting them, it takes time, I'm only human. But in, in ways now, um, I definitely pay more attention to like my skincare routine. I pay more attention to my hair. I mean, I was always paying attention to my hair. You know, I used to switch it up all the time. But you know, now I care about the health. I'm not just dying at willy nilly no more. Um, I'm making sure I wear my bonnet at night. Like there's things where I love myself, but those are just the physical things. I know that God is helping me with self-love when I choose not to respond to certain conversations. self-love is about what you tolerate creating boundaries making sure that you're you're always going to set yourself up to be secured security is self-love you know so in in most ways now when i'm like mm, this person trying to come to me with some bs for lack of better words i'm not tolerating that i leave the room i'll set the boundaries if i need to um, you know, financially, am I being wiser? Spiritually, like, if the Holy Spirit, I'm still working on this too, if the Holy Spirit's telling me, yo, don't mess with this person, that off, like, they're, they're done, you know, God says, no, it's not a go, like, I'm just, that's how I'm loving myself, and I think, you know, it's kind of like when you go, work, when you work out at the gym, you don't, sometimes you don't see the immediate results, so I'll kind of work on the inside first, and then eventually you see the outward glow. Um, it's even how I talk, you know, and I'm still working on this talking to myself, am I kinder? How am I, um, you know, handling all these emotions? How am I talking to my peers? How am I talking to my friends? Um, and then that's tough too, because when you're on this journey with Christ, you realize the people who's been there 10, 15 years, don't, their, their, their purpose in your life is time, the time's up, you know? Um, and, and in those ways, I definitely value that form of self-love. Outwardly, you know, I was always a bad, bad little mama, um, <laughs> in my personal opinion. But yeah, in those ways, I, I definitely, value a self-love that's deeper than my outwardly appearance but yeah I just pay more attention to that stuff now you know what am I reading what am I consuming on tv um am I prioritizing taking a break am I you know making sure that I'm in the right emotional state to 
be on a call or just to deal with this person, deal with someone. Um, deal with someone seems a little bit negative, but you know, sometimes you just don't have the energy. I can't give you energy. I can't give to myself. So yeah, but that's self-love. And I think, you know, in self-care too, this generation just ran it down to its freaking last leg. It is limping now if, if it got a leg left. You know, a lot of people think self-care is, oh, like a new face mask. Oh, I bought myself this like expensive, unnecessary thing. And I'm just like, guys, like there's other ways to love yourself, you know? And I was just lucky to be able to love myself through my developing relationship with Christ in ways I didn't know until now, until I was able to talk it out with you or until I'm able to journal or talk to God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Um, so in the midst of COVID-19, um, how has your faith changed uh, during this global health pandemic? I definitely feel like my faith has strengthened during this global pandemic. Um, and, you know, in a lot of ways, I have been afraid to touch on this because although there, I did experience some trials and errors, like the good outweighs the bad in this case. Um, and even in moments where, like, I lost three, three close people to me, um, because I had a relationship with God, I was better able to process that morning. Um, even financially, you know, some things had occurred. and because of my relationship with God, I was just able to process things differently. And I think that's, when I, when I think about how I reacted to three deaths within a short period of time and financial strains and have a, a peace, sometimes, not all the time, but have a peace of like, everything's gonna be okay, then that's when I can see why you know, the OG, the OGs as I refer to them would always say, like, God is so good. Um, or this is why when you go through traumas or pain, like, God will send you peace or something like that. Because that feeling is amazing to still be, have a sensibility. Not, not that I'm saying I didn't cry or that I didn't embrace those emotions, but just to know that God is still there. Like there's, there's always a feeling that I'm okay. Um, it, it's something that I haven't experienced before until my relationship with Christ. And I thought that was really beautiful. But there were some ugly chairs too. Not because I'm not gonna glorify it. This journey's not, this journey's not easy. Um, but yeah, I definitely think my relationship has strengthened through in Christ. And in some ways, I was actually talking to a DNI consultant earlier this week or last week, I don't know. And she basically explained to me COVID or this pandemic is a perfect storm. And I, I honestly, I couldn't agree with her more. She touched on everyone's available to fight for these social, social justice, right? Everyone's tuning in, everyone's watching, everyone's protecting themselves, washing their hands, you know, making sure that they're having masks. And in that way, that's a, that's a form of self-love too. Because in this way, when you're loving yourself enough to say, I'm going to wear this mask to protect myself, you also love outwardly too, because in the act of protecting yourself, you're protecting other people. And I think that's why it's important to reflect that self-love is not just for you, it's for everyone else too. Like you can't give love unless you love yourself. Um, And in some ways, yes, you can, but it's going to be the energy is going to be low. It's not going to be as easy to recharge your battery if you don't you know, charge it back up with loving yourself. And yes, the COVID and this pandemic has been exhausting, but to hear, in my experience, to hear the good it has for some of girl, like people strengthening themselves, people, um, and again, this is very few, and this could be from a very privileged standpoint, but in some ways, I, I've had heard good news throughout this COVID, and, and I think that's amazing. But anyway, yes, my, my relationship with God has strengthened, and in some ways, it has for my friends, too. Because I, I don't want to glaze over the fact that people are going through a hard time, and this is not easy. Um, 
and if you are one of those people going through a hard time like just know god has you you know like you all god will always be with you and you're you're winning season you might not feel like you're winning now but you get set up for something big i always believe that awesome and my last question is what is your favorite scripture oh man i don't know if i have one i really don't i'm I'm still learning the bible you know do you have anything that maybe resonates with you or that you um kind of been focusing on Um, like for me right now during my journey like a big part of what i've been carrying along with me is just verses from luke um for for strength and just for and i know we both have a, a luke story um mm-hmm. but it i think for me it's it's really just i've been speaking a lot of volumes um and it kind of just has been what i needed to hear instead of what i want to hear but something that i just came across and i was like wow like that's exactly the type of you know push that i needed to get through the day or you know mm-hmm. the type of thing i need to lean on when i I was down or whatever or or just needed some sort of support um um definitely so okay i think i wanted to google it because i'm don't alluding to these verses without actually being able to properly cite them which i hate and this is why it's important to read the bible for yourselves okay because people would throw anything at you and you don't even know if it's real or not so definitely fact check me um when you have the time but um i think it's a corinthians and yeah so it's second corinthians verse 12 and it says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore i will boast all more the the more gladly that my weakness about my weaknesses so that christ's powers may rest on me and i think to me that's like a really good bible verse because a lot of times we we tell ourselves that like you know i'm strong i'm strong through christ who strengthens me or we'll be like i got this i got this and it's like no i don't got this like i need to depend on the lord like i need him every waking second um now i'm not saying i have dependency issues now because you know god does give you a sound mind and you're more than capable of doing what you need to do because faith without worth is dead but i think in moments it's really a beautiful i surrender um you know the moments when we do sometimes try to act like i got this guy like just be proud of me like i i you know i got i can do this on my own it's like but i'm here like utilize me so that that's my my favorite one right now i guess i love that um well is there anything else that you wanted to share um with the audience before we wrap up yes i do want to clarify because i'm really cautious about you know i i'm really privileged and humble to say that you know i my good outweighed the bad during this pandemic but i know that there is a lot of hurt and a lot of trying times during this pandemic for those who may be experiencing it and I don't take that lightly and I don't want to um you know hurt anyone's feelings because of how my tone may have come come across um when I was that answer and I also want to say and I also want to really encourage everyone to just talk to God I'm telling you, no matter what your background is, I go, y'all, I'm telling you, I go to a Lutheran church that hangs the LGBT flag proudly. We got the pansexual flags. We got the, um, what other flag was it? The Black Lives Matter flags. We even have an angel in the back that um, has pictures of all those who identify as transgender in it um our shelter is open to the lgbt community and it's really just because i i don't know why i want to speak on this but i feel like i fear sometimes that there's still a stigma about identifying as lgbt and q and you know everyone else in the community and a lot of times people those people within that community feel like they cannot have a relationship with god and 
I don't blame them. I mean, some people have been giving them the wrong answer. But girl, being a Lutheran, I know some gay pastors. So it it's honestly fun. So I encourage everyone, no matter how you identify, black, white, purple, you know, talk to God because God's relationship with you is for you only. Okay. And I, you know, when I was learning about my religion and, you know, just to touch back on religion versus relationship, because I, as I may have stated, I still need to learn about my religion of Lutheran for myself. You know, in the book, I was surprised when I was talking to my pastor, I was like, oh my God, like you guys have sexuality on here. She's like, yeah, God created that too. I'm like, okay. Okay. See, I try to do a little leeway in it, but that's for another story. But um, yeah, just be you because God already loves you for who you are and he made you so, or they made you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ray, for coming in and chatting with me about your relationship with God and your faith. Um, It definitely was a a thoughtful conversation that was definitely needed. And I, I think that people will We'll need to hear it too. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into Tay Talks this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode and be sure to tune in next week. If you have any updates, advice, stories, any tea you want to share with me, feel free to follow me at Tay Talks on Instagram and send me your messages.